Welcome to Dealers of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. We're going to start with the fall of Chrissy Teigen. It may be summer, but it's the fall of Chrissy Teigen. I'm yeah, not proud. I'm not I'll, proud of that one. I'm sorry, no, guys. You, sh- you, you, you should be proud of yourself. Give yourself a gold star. But I'm right. honestly a little shocked about this because not okay. because I think she's untouchable, yeah. but because she's or was so popular and like is friends with all these huge celebrities. Yeah, and I think that part of the like part of her success too was like how. Uh, air quotes relatable she was you know like it was like you know um, Chrissy Teigen was unfiltered and Chrissy Teigen says what she means like that was a big selling point I think for a lot of her fans and well that's maybe not that's maybe not such a cool thing anymore for them yeah so yeah the fall of Chrissy Teigen has happened Mm -hmm. and If you don't know who Chrissy Teigen is, I'm sure most people do, but some probably do not. So she was a deal or no deal suitcase holder. She was? Yeah, I think first season. Oh my gosh, her and Meghan Markle. Yeah, I don't know if they were on the same. Yeah, that that show just produced stars after stars. It really really does. And Twitter stars. But um, then she was. Yes. Then she was a, a Sports Illustrated model. She married mm-hmm. John Legend. Mm-hmm. She got big, huge on Twitter in the 2010s. And mm-hmm. then she like rebranded as yeah. many model wives of famous celebrities do by getting into cooking. Like they all get into cooking, you know, like Matthew McConaughey's wife. They all kind of do that. So that's what she did. And... um got very successful from it. She had a line of cooking stuff at Target, Macy's, etc. And being big on Twitter like was a huge part of Chrissy's success. It was yeah, it was the key to taking her to the top. So, like 10 years ago, I don't think there were that many celebrities. I mean, there were a lot of celebrities on Twitter, but um she like she was on Twitter all the time. I mean, she's on Twitter all the time now. Well, not as not as recently, not as often. But back then, she lived on Twitter, and like you said, she was this beautiful, rich celebrity who talked trash and made jokes. So she developed a big following. People were like, you know, look at this famous, gorgeous celebrity who talks trash about other celebrities like we do. So relatable. And she was also a D-listed fan back then, so that tells you everything you need to know about her. Yeah. <laughs> we can just stop right there. We can just end episode. That's what you need to know. Everyone's about like, yeah, okay, I got it. I get I get where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And we've talked about this before, but 10 years ago, the internet was a very different place. And, and I would I would even argue, not to jump on you, Michael, there, but I would even argue that Twitter was an extremely different place too 10 years ago. Like, I was on Twitter 10 years ago, and I mean, I wasn't tweeting hate at people, but I do know that like there was far less people on it and it was a lot easier to be, um, people were just saying whatever. Cause it was kind I don't of, know. I, I still feel like it's a shit show on Twitter personally. Oh, it's st- I don't, it's still I a don't... massive, <laughs> <laughs> it's still a huge but mess. Like, 
Yeah, but like, you know, I myself contributed to all the trash talking, the viciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what it was. The more vicious, the better. And Chrissy got really into it on Twitter, Mm -hmm. which, like I said, helped her become popular. But even then, she got shit for things she said. For example, in 2013, Convagene Wallace became the youngest Best Actress nominee at age nine. She was nominated for uh, her performance in Beasts of the Southern Wild. So there's a tweet, and I remember seeing this tweet on that Oscar night. It is embedded into my head because I was like, oh, no. Even then, 2014 me looked at this tweet like, oh, no. And this tweet... Yeah, same, same. I was like, it's not too late to delete this. You should delete this. That's not a good thought. You shouldn't have even typed this. Well, and this tweet is frequently... um, people say it came from Chrissy. So the tweet was actually from The Onion. And okay. the tweet called, like it said, isn't she, Convagene Wallace, isn't she kind of a cunt? A nine-year-old mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. So, and I always hear people saying that Chrissy tweeted that she did not. It was The Onion. They apologized. But... Mm-hmm. Chrissy did tweet some shit about nine-year-old Convagene Wallace. So Chrissy tweeted that she's forced to like Convagene because she's a child. And is it okay to call a child cocky? And after people called Chrissy out for hating on a child, she said that she's not racist. She just hates children. And then she called her haters bored pieces of smelly shit. So that's Chrissy in 2014. And I don't think she hates kids anymore because she has two of them. So that'd be kind of awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine they're like, Mom, do you still hate children? She's like, no, I don't want to talk about it right now. (laughs) No comment. But um, Chrissy survived those tweets and she went on to build her cooking empire and she cleaned up her act on Twitter. Uh, Now she just goes after politicians and the Trumps, mostly. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of Chrissy's fall started just a few months ago when she quit Twitter again for like the 10 millionth time mm-hmm. uh, because she said she could no longer take all the negativity. Yeah. And that opened her up because <laughs> Courtney Stodden thought that was rich. And Courtney, in case you don't know who Courtney is, uh, got famous overnight in 2011 after they, FYI, Courtney uses they, them pronouns, uh, mm-hmm. married Doug Hutchinson from X-Files Lost the Green Mile. Yes. Courtney was only 16 at the time. Doug was 51. So it was nasty. And mm-hmm. on top of that, Courtney, you know, was like an Anna Nicole Smith type. Pamela, Anna Nicole Smith. So, you know... A lot of people, including me, made jokes, mocked her, etc. And so did Chrissy. Mm -hmm. But according to Courtney, Chrissy took it to a whole new level and she went dark. Yeah, like it's one thing to um, like it's one thing to kind of talk about the situation and be like Doug Doug Hedgeson is super gross and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. But yeah, Chrissy kind of went really personal with it but also like you said very dark it wasn't just personal it was very like rotted yeah and chrissy is 35 years old now so she was in her mid-20s back then 
after Chrissy quit Twitter for the millionth time, Courtney tweeted that Chrissy relentlessly bullied them in 2001, 2011. And past tweets of Chrissy's came up where Chrissy tweeted that her fantasy is for Courtney to take a dirt nap. And she's not talking about like a leisurely sleep time in the park. Yeah, or like in the sand at the beach, which sounds nice. That's not what she's talking about. Yeah, no, she's talking about dying and said that Courtney needs to go to sleep forever. So Chrissy, at that time, Chrissy never addressed those tweets. She completely ignored, you know, Courtney saying Mm -hmm. that uh, Chrissy bullied them. And then in a couple months later in May, the Daily Beast did a profile on Courtney Stodden. Uh, Courtney divorced Doug Hutchison in 2020 and has talked about being groomed and abused by him. And in that profile, the Daily Beast um, talked to Courtney and Courtney confirmed that they never got an apology from Chrissy and that Chrissy also used to DM them back in the day and told Chris, uh, Courtney to kill themselves and said that she can't wait until Courtney dies. Again, dark-sided. This is just beyond jokes. Like she's sending yeah. death wishes uh, to yeah, a 16-year-old. To, to a 16-year-old she doesn't know, by the way. Like, that's somebody she doesn't know. Like, that's just, that is like, you know, people talk all the time about, like, being on Twitter and, like, getting you know, hate from, like, strangers or whatever, but it's, like, that's, that's, like, literally what Chrissy Teigen was doing, was being, like, a... A troll. Like an anonymous... Yeah, troll. Like, I can't even yeah, say anonymous, she because she was famous. Yeah. She was famous. She was a famous troll, and it's, like, I don't know, like, I mean, like I said, we all made jokes, but she went to, like, death wishes, and it's, like, I mean, did you have a nasty crush on Doug Hutchinson or something? Because it's just kind of bizarre. yeah. To target that hard. Yeah. So that's when, when the Daily Beast came out with their profile on Courtney Stodden, that's when Chrissy apologized to Courtney on Twitter. Uh, Chrissy claimed that she tried to privately apologize to Courtney. Mm -hmm. And in her tweets, Chrissy said that she used to be an insecure, attention-seeking troll and that she'll work on being better. And that was 10 years ago. And her apology was a little condescending. Yeah, she, there was a lot of, um, like, I, I, like, saw this thing, I'm not going to quote it properly, but it's, like, uh, like, it's, like, a phrase, it's, like, a thing that you might have seen on, like, Pinterest or something like that, or, like, you know what I'm talking about, and it said something about, like, um, an apology is best when there isn't so many mentions of the word, like, me. It was that, and she was also, like, oh, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago, 11 months, 11 days. It's like saying like, that was so long ago. Like, why are we talking about this? So uh, Courtney accepted it. Although Courtney denied Chrissy tried to reach out Mm -hmm. and said that Chrissy still has them blocked on Twitter. And Courtney said that Chrissy probably only apologized to save her brand and merchandising deals, which leads me to... (laughs) Uh, uh, she did lose partnerships with Target, Macy's, and Bloomingdale's, but sources claim that she didn't lose her Target deal over the Courtney Stodden tweets. Um, be- it was her decision to leave Target, and it was- that decision was made before uh, the Courtney Stodden hate 
came out. But and but Chrissy was also supposed to do voiceover work on Netflix's Never Have I Ever, but it was announced that she exited that project and is being replaced. So there was backlash. Mm-hmm. But also, Michael, I okay, I believe that source when they say that, you know, Chrissy Teigen chose to leave Target. But I have to ask this. Why would anyone leave Target? Well, the source said because Chrissy wanted to sell to other retailers, but I think she was. So, yeah, it it does not compute. You want to be in as many stores as possible, including Target, which is one of the biggest stores in the country. Yeah, and especially when, like, stores are closing down all the time. Like, retail is having a very difficult time, and, like, places are going bankrupt and stuff like that. And Target feels like it is recession-proof and bankrupt-proof. I would want to be in Target for as long as possible. That's just me. I've never had a cookware line and I've never had a real business. So well, now now you can. There's a spot that Chrissy left. So get your cookware catalog together and send it to Target. Putting a little Sharpie, Sharpie logo on a box. <laughs> yeah. So over the weekend, Page Six did a big story about the return of Lindsay Lohan. No comment. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned a tweet that Chrissy made in 2011. So Chrissy tweeted that Lindsay Lohan adds more slits to her wrist whenever she sees Emma Stone. So before that, Lindsay admitted to struggling with cutting herself. So Chrissy was making fun of that. And Lindsay's mom, Dina Lohan, told Page Six that Chrissy's tweet was very hurtful. So I don't know if it was in response to the Page Six story or what, but Chrissy posted another apology. And this one was very long. Mm-hmm. She posted it on Medium, so you know it's long. Mm-hmm. It even it tells you like, yeah, it tells you five minutes. <laughs> this is a five-minute read. Yeah. <laughs> Settle in. Get a warm cup of coffee. Top it yeah. up. Yeah, get some eye drops because you're going to be here a minute. Mm-hmm. So the gist of it is that Chrissy is very sorry. Chrissy is privately apologizing to do- those she hurt and says that she made fun of celebrities back then to seem cool and relatable, and that her meanness was masqueraded as edgy humor. She said that she's no longer that person, and she grew up, got married, had kids, and has gone through lots and lots of therapy. She's not asking for forgiveness, but is asking for others to give her a chance to prove that she's grown as a person and is continuing to grow. So the, that apology rubbed people the wrong way because, like you said before, it was very me, 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 me. Every mm-hmm. other word was I, 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 me, me, me. It was very woe is me, mm-hmm. like how she mentioned she's physically in pain over the things she said in the past. She thinks of it every day and she's in this place of doom. And she... Also never mentioned the death threats she made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like her apology didn't have to be so long. It didn't have to be a five minute read on Medium. It could have been, again, I'm not a professional apology maker, but it could have been like people got, P- I, P- I did something really stupid. I fucked up and people were really hurt. People were majorly messed up over the stuff that I said to them. And the following people need an apology for the following reasons. And then you just like itemize it. You're like, Courtney Stodden, you know, bullet point. You guys all know why I need to apologize to Courtney Stodden. Lindsay Lohan, bullet point. The tweet I made about Emma Stone. Like, she could have gone, like, I do, the apology felt to me. I know you didn't ask Michael. But to me, it felt very like, I really need my Macy's and Target deals back. 
And I am sorry, but I'm also very sorry that I lost my Macy's deals. Yeah, and that she's am I being cynical? And that she's conti- no, I no, I yeah, it did it did read like that. And the timing was a little weird. I don't know because I was like, why didn't she just release this in the the, the first time? And like you said, yeah. like maybe just say like. You know, I'm privately apologizing to Courtney Stott and so and so, so and so for this, this, and this. And, yeah. you know, I'm no longer that person. We, you know, we all, you know, I said shit that I would never say now, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it went very like, poor me, poor me, poor me, yeah. poor me. And she may have to do another apology because um, fashion designer Michael Costello, who was on Project Runway, he had his own story about Chrissy. So after Chrissy posted that medium uh, apology, he tweeted that in 2014, a tweet made the rounds where Michael Costello calls someone the N-word and bragged about being fashion royalty. And it was like a screenshot and it made the rounds. Mm -hmm. And um, Michael said the tweet was photoshopped by a disgruntled employee and that it was proven false by Instagram and they took it down. But Michael says that Chrissy didn't believe it and left a comment on one of his Instagram posts at the time in 2014, calling him a racist. So Michael reached out to Chrissy in DMs to tell her that the tweet was fake and that he's not racist. And she didn't buy it. And she vowed to destroy his career and said that racist people like him deserve to be dead, and he may as well be dead. So again, she reached out into the death wish bag and threw that at him. Uh, and he posted, like, screenshots of her yeah. telling him this. And Michael claims that throughout the years, he has booked projects only for them to be canceled at the last minute and was told that Chrissy and stylist Monica Rose had been telling others to not work with him or wear him. So they tried to get him blacklisted, he says. Mm -hmm. And he says he tried numerous times to talk to Chrissy and Monica, but they have ignored him. And he says that the blacklisting left him traumatized and suicidal. And up until a week ago, he was thinking of taking his own life but his family pulled him out of that dark place. And Chrissy hasn't responded to that, but... I mean, that'll probably be the next apology, though. Because that's like... That's not just like, oh, yeah, Chrissy Teigen one time came into my DMs and, like, called me dumb or stupid or whatever. It's like, no... Chrissy Teigen allegedly went back to that well that she always goes to where she wishes a death threat on someone. Yeah, she's like a 11-year-old on MySpace with like, die, die, die. And it's not even like, because, you know, when people say like, die in a fire or launch yourself into the sun, you can yeah. say that's jokey. But it's, she's just like, die, bitch, die. Yeah, she she's literally like... I'm going to be checking the newspapers to see if I read your obituary. Yeah. Like, I know what you're saying. We're like, yeah, where you, yeah, you can like joke with, you can make a joke where you're like, okay, obviously somebody's exaggerating, but this, there's no exaggeration to this. Like the words she was using is like, I don't want you to be alive anymore. Yeah. And so do you think Chrissy could have saved herself or like were the death wishes too far and like the nail in the coffin which i guess now her career is the one that's dead 
or yeah. sort of dead. I'm yeah. sure. She, I'm sure she still has tons of fans, and I'm Absolutely. sure she's still selling pots and pans and stuff. I think she sells them on her website and Amazon. So she's still she's fine. Yeah, she's not in the coffin, or if she's in the coffin, the lid's not on it. Sorry, her career. Excuse me. Yeah, um, I think that. Oh gosh, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna take like. I feel like we'll get like a comment about this, but I think she could have recovered from this. Like, I think that if she had been sincere and like, because here's the thing we have all done and said stuff that has been that we look back on and we're like, I, that's super cringy or like, I can't believe I said that or whatever. And I think that obviously I don't, I mean, my memory is terrible, but I don't think I've, wished a death threat on someone so well it's funny you should that say place. that allison because i just pulled up a post dated oh no oh no oh no 2000 and <laughs> oh fuck 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 the fuck. title is <laughs> i'm gonna lose my target sponsorship and i've only had it for like 10 minutes i know you 10 seconds i, I barely had it, it. <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is it's like you can sincerely apo- you, okay there's two types of apologies right there's like the apology where it's like you know, I'm sorry I got caught or I'm sorry you were offended or I'm sorry that, you know, you were hurt by this or whatever. And then there's like sincere apologies where you're like, I really hate what I did and I feel like shit about it. And I know that you felt like shit too. And, you know, I don't expect you to accept my apology, but I need you to know that like, I regret doing whatever. And I don't know, I think that she could have, but it just, it definitely does feel a little too... I think it's for me, it's the first apology when she like said, like, I'm, I'm so sorry that I let down my fans. I know how beloved I am to you. I was like, what? That, yeah. Who's writing your apology? Or if you're writing she apology, is. get someone else, get someone else to write your apology. Cause that's not, that's not a good apology. It's not an apology really. Do you think, do you think that this is something that somebody could come out of? Uh, I think she's going to be fine because yeah. she's rich Again, she has fans. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be the same. I think, like like you said, sh- she had, like, a more direct apology. And if mm-hmm. she apologized, to me, more importantly, privately yeah. to Courtney Stone, she says, I tried. But it's like, how hard is it for Chrissy Teigen, a huge celebrity, to get a hold of Courtney Stone? I'm sure it's not that hard. I here's the thing. I bet that Michael, if you tried hard enough, you could probably get Prince Harry's contact information. We live in the internet age. It's not that difficult to make contact with people, especially if you're Chrissy Teigen. It's it's not hard. Or no, Chrissy could have just tweeted, "I'm trying to get a hold of Courtney Stodden to apologize. Can someone help me with this?" But she probably could have just slid into Courtney's DMs, and it, it, that would have done that would have done it. So I, I yeah. do think she's like I don't think she tried. Also, yeah. Courtney Courtney is on Instagram. I follow Courtney Studden on Instagram, and they're great. But um, I mean, Courtney updates Instagram all the time. Like you, she's reachable. You know where she is. It's not like you can be like, well, she hasn't been on Twitter in six months, so I don't know where she is. Like. She's over on Instagram. It's very easy to find this person. Yeah, very easy. Yeah. And Chrissy, honestly, she should have just pulled a Roseanne bar and said, you know, I took too much Ambien. <laughs> like, the end. She was on a, she's like, I was on a lot of Ambien in 2011. Yeah, I don't remember. It was all yeah. a blur. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I mean, so John Legend wrote, okay, so you know that song, All of Me? 
Yeah, if you've been to a wedding in the past couple of years, you've definitely heard all of me. But he wrote it about Chrissy Teigen and like the lyrics are stuff like, okay, it opens up where it's like, what would I do without your smart mouth? And it's like, ooh, you know what? Maybe maybe all of me could get a rewrite. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to a big story that is, I would say, arguably more positive. Um, We've been talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez getting back together for about a month now. So last time we covered Benifer, original Benifer, was about a month ago on episode 125. We talked about how it looked like Ben and JLo might be back together. She had just broken off her engagement with A-Rod and... Um, it's episode 129. A lot has happened since then. So we talked about how they went on a romantic trip to Montana. Montana was just the beginning of things. Who could have guessed that Montana would be the start of so much? So here's what's happened since then. Um, once they got back from Montana, Jennifer Lopez returned to Miami where she rents a home. Then Ben Affleck joined her in Miami and they were seen on the same balcony. There was lots of pictures of them, uh, on the same balcony together. Not really together. It was like different times. It's like they were in like shifts. But still, point is, they were together in Miami. Um, ben Affleck has also been seen at uh, J-Lo's house in, I want to say Bel Air. I believe she lives in Bel Air in Los Angeles. Um, and here's the thing. Jennifer Lopez has also been seen recently with her ex-husband, Mark Anthony. But who cares about him? Because they're not romantic and she shares well, kids with him. Yeah, that's when that became a thing. I was like, uh, they share kids. Yeah, I was like, they have a reason uh, to talk to each other. The kids are 13. Like, they yeah. can talk about report they're cards and They're still raising these children together. Yeah. yeah, it's like, that's, she didn't, she didn't have, like, a dirty breakup with Mark Anthony. Like, they're, they're co-parenting. They're fine. They're not hooking back up. We need to keep focused on the real uh, prize here, which is Ben Affleck. So, um, sources were saying that, uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were getting so serious that JLo was thinking of moving from Miami to Los Angeles permanently. So she was renting a house in Miami because Alex Rodriguez lived in Miami. And so obviously they could be close together, but it sounds like JLo is leaving Miami. Goodbye, Miami, uh, to be closer to Ben Affleck. And so the reason people think this is, um, because JLo was, uh, reportedly seen touring a school in Los Angeles. And so people think um, she might be thinking about pulling her kids out of their school in Miami so that they can go to school in LA starting in September. And then another source said that Jennifer Lopez wanted a fresh start off of her breakup from A-Rod and that she had planned to spend the summer between uh, LA and the Hamptons. So the reason that she wants to spend so much time in LA is of course, because Ben Affleck lives there. He's, they've been seen, like he's been seen at her house. We know that. And sources recently told Us Weekly that they're soulmates and that they still love each other from when they dated each other back in the Geely era of 2004. Another source tells E! News that she's in it for the long haul. So she wants to be with Ben Affleck. I guess she sees herself as being Mrs. Ben Affleck until she's like 98 years old. Um, Ben has also recently been hanging out with Jennifer Lopez's mom, Guadalupe in Las Vegas. Although that might not have been like mother, almost son-in-law bonding because people were saying it looked like they were filming a project together, but that's irrelevant because what 
most recently has happened is very exciting. It's, I'm trying to restrain my excitement because I don't want to be too much of a, okay. a benefit person. Yeah, but take a deep breath. It'll be fine. I can barely take a deep breath. I need yeah. to get out a paper bag and be like, <laughs> puff it out. So they, um, I'm proud of this joke that I wrote. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez recently turned up the volume to 11. Uh, let's get loud indeed. That's the song first. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> on Monday, they were see- so on Monday, they celebrated um, Jennifer Lopez's younger sister, Linda. It was her 50th birthday. So all of J-Lo's family was there. J-Lo's kids were there, Max and Emmy. And also who was at Nobu for Linda's birthday party was Ben Affleck. And Michael, can you believe it? The, like, can you believe the luck of this? There was a camera that just happened to catch Ben Affleck and J-Lo kissing at the dinner table. Yeah, I cannot believe that. Because can you the, papar- believe the paparazzi are never at Nobu in Malibu because it's not like celebrities, including the Kardashians, go there every single night. So that's just, that's crazy. No, of course not. It's like all of those paparazzi should be buying lottery tickets because they obviously are so lucky. The only way that Ben Affleck could get luckier is if Dunkin' Donuts threw an extra munchkin in his 25-pack. That's how lucky they were that photographers were there. Um, so obviously, you know, the video, there's videos and there's pictures and, you know, they're kissing. They haven't confirmed that they're dating, obviously. Like, they haven't gone Instagram official. Allegedly, that's something that JLo wanted to do. But then um, photographers kind of broke up that idea because they caught Ben Affleck at her house in Los Angeles, allegedly. Um and they haven't been anywhere, like they haven't been to any public events because there haven't really been too many public events because we're still kind of in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I have to ask you, Michael. So you mentioned on Delist at the website that you said that it looked like Jennifer Lopez was throwing up like an OK symbol. Yeah, she was. You think so? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that picture. It's an OK but, like, she's, I think she's just, like, I think she's, like, trying to hold on to Ben Affleck's shirt, but she doesn't want to use her whole hand because that's, like, a little aggressive. So she can just use her, like, thumb and forefinger. Okay. And it's, like, dainty. Okay. Yeah. No. It was an okay. It was, like, <laughs> okay, you got we the got shot. It. You got the shot. That's- this, is, this is her Super Bowl performance. This is, like, what I'll remember if, like, somebody says, like, do you remember Jennifer Lopez's Super Bowl for performance? I'll be, like... Yeah, when she was sitting at the table at Nobu, kissing Matt Affleck for the cameras. Um, so also not for anything that important. But as I mentioned before, JLo's kids were there. We haven't, you can see her son in like the video. We haven't seen Jennifer Lopez with Ben Affleck's kids yet. Um, but that that's coming. That and would then be the next big thing. They're probably like they got Anna de Armas a cardboard cutout. They're making the Gen- JLo one right now. And then they'll, th- that'll be a whole thing. They'll present it to her in front of the paparazzi. The, it's a, the, yeah, the J-Lo yeah. cardboard cutout. Or they might go even further and they can like have a custom cake made, a life-size cake replica of Jennifer Lopez at the wheel out for when's J-Lo's birthday? It's a, it's a relevant. Like, like I know when j I'm birthday. like, Michael, Michael, uh, J-Lo super fan. Will you do me a favor here and tell me when J-Lo's birthday is? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you have this information off the top of your head. (laughs) Do you still think that this is not a stunt? Oh, my God. 
because I know that you've said before this. You think this is one hundred percent real. I know, and like my brain right now is screaming at me, being like, "This is a stunt, you stupid moron! This is absolutely a stunt." And my, I've said it before. My heart is telling me I really do think they love each other. Well, I you're really probably right. Yeah, I I'm sure not. you're probably right. I'm sure you're I, probably right. But for me, this is like yeah. a Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton situation. Because no, when I Gwen Stefani I and Blake Shelton yeah. first got together, they met through The Voice. And yeah. I was like, this is so set up. This is so for PR. They don't no make question. sense. This is to push The Voice. So yeah. six years later, <laughs> yeah. they're still together. They're engaged. And I'm still like... the. This is a long stunt. Like the voice is still on, so this is like a, like a the long Kong. This is a long stunt. They're going to the even if they're get, getting married, I'll still be like, oh my god, they they really they really are committed to this stunt. <laughs> like it's like so an old Hollywood studio yeah, wedding. So that's how I see J Lo and Ben. Even if they get engaged, get married, I'm gonna be like, oh, they're working the long. But stunting, stunt. but stunting for what though? They don't have a voice to push. Uh, not yet. The, the, but stunting for well, she needs to uh, make us forget about a Rod. Yes, and which has worked, and so good on her for that. And Ben, he yeah, he needs a little um, image, uh, uh, you know, do over too. Okay. This is good publicity for him too, and the fact that they were kissing at Nobu Malibu, like you said, it's like first of all. They're bringing the early aughts back. They should have had their first, you know, paparazzi kiss at the Ivy. Oh, I was going to say the Grove. (laughs) No, the Ivy, because the Ivy was like where where all like the fame whores went in the early aughts. That's where they should have done it. They should have paid tribute to their roots. Oh, my God. Yeah, not at Nobu Mountain. You know what? They They missed an opportunity there. But, I mean, we have the whole summer. So maybe Ben Affleck will propose to Jennifer Lopez at the Ivy. Yeah, with a ring from uh, an old a vintage ring. A vintage, I don't think Kitson's around anymore, so it have to be a no. vintage one. Vintage, yeah. of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here's hoping that we have a beautiful summer wedding, and which is followed by a stunning September divorce. Yes, uh, yeah. Aug- late August divorce, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's end with some Girl Scout cookie news. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody is buying them. Well, I shouldn't say nobody's buying them, but less people are buying them. So the Girl Scouts of America say that they had 15 million boxes of unsold Girl Scout cookies, and they blame the pandemic. The Associated Press says that usually 200 million boxes of Girl Scout cookies are sold every year, and it uh, brings in $800 million in revenue but they're $15 million short this year. So those boxes go for like four to four to five dollars each. They're expensive. They're very expensive. So Girl Scouts of America said that the Girl Scouts do most of their sales in person, like you know, outside of grocery stores. And some genius Girl Scouts sell in front of weed shops. Smartest idea. Yeah, geniuses. But that because of the pandemic, they couldn't do that. So that really fucked with their sales. Um, but some local troops believe that the drop in sales also has to do with Girl Scout membership not being what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2008, membership was around 2.5 million. Last year, membership was at 1.7 million. A drop of, let me, what's that? 800,000. Oh my God. 
You're quick. Oh my god, I'm like, um, what's his name? Not Born Identity, the other one. A Beautiful Mind. No. The oh, other Goodwill one. Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. So he, that was math, right? It was. Okay, yes. yeah. So some Girl Scout leaders say it's the Boy Scouts' fault because they started accepting girls into the Cub Scouts in 2018, and they have accused the Boy Scouts of undercutting their recruitment of members. Undercut? So some, how, how do you undercut well, the Girl Scouts? Tr- they're trying to, like, um, you know, they're trying to, like, foul up the Girl Scouts' recruitment uh, activities uh, okay. to mm-hmm. because they want those members. So it's right. there's some scouts drama, scouts dishonor. Mm-hmm. So the uh, and the Girl Scouts don't accept boys because I looked this up. They if they did when I was little, I definitely would have. I definitely would have. I would beg my mom to join. Michael, you would have loved it. I yeah. need to tell you, you would have loved Girl Scouts. Yeah, because the Boy Scouts, I didn't give a shit about. I didn't want to like make knots or whatever. I would rather sell cookies. Sell cookies, put on skits. You do some they crafts. put on. Were you in the Girl Scouts? Oh, Michael, I was in the Girl Scouts for nine years. How many cookie boxes of cookies did you sell? Oh, bitch! I used to move cookies. Were you at I the top? I wasn't at the top because here's the thing: there was always some girl in my pack who was a cheater. Her parents would go to school with the like, or go to work with the yeah. like little list and get everyone in the office. And I didn't have parents that worked in an office, so. Um, I had to get door to door. I had to bust ass out on the street. And uh, you know what I did too? I didn't even sell them to people at my church because my parents were like, that's cheating. You're not allowed to do that. What? Um, That is not cheating. I don't think it's cheating, but I think maybe they had a problem with like selling in the house of God. They ask you for money in church. So (laughs) I know it's open season to me. (laughs) It's yeah. Money gets exchanged there. People put the money in the donation plate. They could have been giving it to me for cookies, but they didn't. But I did neighborhood selling. And yes, I would move a lot of cookies. I would probably, I think I would get like, I think the most I had was maybe like 30 cases that I had to sell. That's not boxes, that's cases. I think that there was like, um, you know, I don't know, 40 boxes in a case. Anyways, the point is I was good at selling cookies. You need to go back because they need help. So <laughs> I know. Your, put on your, uh, you know, your Shelly Long, Trooper Beverly Hills costume and go back and save them. But um, there's also another big problem, which is palm oil. So the AP did a story last year about how the palm oil used to make Girl Scout cookies has been linked to child labor. So after that story came out, several troops decided not to sell Girl Scout cookies because of that. They didn't want to sell cookies made with child labor blood. Um, and the Girl Scouts of America said that they are working with a nonprofit to use sustainable palm oil but that has obviously affected them and as for what they're doing with those 15 million boxes of girl scout cookies they're going to donate them to food banks and they're still trying to sell them online yeah i mean donating to donating them to food banks is nice it would be nicer if they could make cookies without palm oil i don't know how one does that I mean, I make cookies at home when I don't put palm oil in them. But yeah, I don't I'm also either. Not, yeah. I'm also not selling them out of the trunk of my car in a parking lot, like in a Walgreens parking well, lot. Well, you should and say no palm oil. You, you'll probably become a, a, a cookie mogul An again. Uh, yet again, because you were a cookie mogul when you were a girl. So it's true. you'd become another one. I'd be the Joy Mangano of uh, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And I usually buy, like, no joke, like 30 boxes. And then I keep them in my, <laughs> I shove them in my freezer. 
Yeah. And then I eat them through, you know, throughout the next, how long does that last me? Two weeks. Yeah. But um, I didn't buy them this year. And I just heard, I like, while researching this story, I read about the palm oil thing. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. because of that. I just learned that. But it was because of like, it was already the pandemic. And I Mm -hmm. knew that if I was going to buy these cookies, I was going to eat all 30 boxes probably in one day. My veins would explode from all that sugar. So that's why I didn't buy any. That's a smart move. I mean, you yeah, you got to watch out. I mean, my body at this point is like 98% white flour and refined sugar. So I, no disrespect to the Girl Scouts, but yeah. Um, here's the thing, Michael. I So I very quickly thought of a, a very simple foolproof solution to this, okay? So they need to move $15 million worth of cookies, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they, uh, 15 million boxes. Sorry, 15, yeah, 15 million. So it's even boxes. more than $15 million. It's like, I don't know what that it's is. It's like 40 million. Something. 50 million. Yeah, whatever. Yes. It's a lot of money. It's a lot yeah. of money. So here's the thing change the name from Girl Scout cookies to handsome billionaire who will go into space cookies. And these cookies are the only food for handsome and sexy billionaires who will go to space before the other billionaires do. But only if they, uh, the, the cookies are only like they only work if you buy all of them before the other ugly not sexy billionaires who want to go to space try to buy them and you market them directly to jeff bezos well i think that i have there's a problem there because i don't think jeff bezos eats cookies he just eats the souls of his employees so he's he's not gonna buy any i mean maybe he could do the right thing though and just buy them and put them in the amazon break room yeah no oh my god give something to the employees absolutely not (laughs) Alice and I will now talk about five stories, starting with NBC's ultimate slip and slide. So NBC is currently shooting a game based on the slip and slide. And the rap reported that dozens of butts have been destroyed on set, but it wasn't from sliding on hot rubber. There was an outbreak of waterborne giardia which is a parasite, and it caused more than 40 crew members to get explosive diarrhea. So production has been shut down for now. Um, This reminds me of a song. Do you know what song I'm talking about, Allison? No, Michael. Will you treat us to it? (laughs) When you're sliding down a slide, when you're slipping down a slide and your butthole opens wide, (laughs) diarrhea. (laughs) A A classic hit from yesteryear. Yeah. Now, oh now God. on iTunes. <laughs> now on TikTok. Sample it on TikTok. Um, okay, so after this came out, um, the diarrhea released a statement saying, you're the ones claiming this is the ultimate slip and slide, and suddenly I'm the bad guy? I really wish someone diarrhea down the slip and slide. <laughs> Not that I'm a scat queen. I know. And like, see that. You want to watch that? <laughs> but it's still not the biggest turd that NBC has produced. Which is Michael. The Apprentice. <laughs> so, speaking of shit shows, legendary douche and podcaster Joe Rogan was trolled over the weekend. TMZ says that someone paid a skywriter to propose to their girlfriend over Los Angeles. The skywriter wrote a proposal to a, someone named Molly Pratt, and the message said, I love you more than anything, till death do us part. And then it said, she said yes. 
But then they really grabbed onto Molly's heart by writing one more thing. Joe Rogan is literally 5'3". So two things. <laughs> yes. One, they spelled literally wrong. <laughs> Listen, they when, forgot when the art. When you're in the sky, rules of grammar and spelling don't count. Yeah, they forgot the art. I mean, they should have said um, little lowly. That would have been perfect. It, like little lowly. But oh, I like it. And um, according to the internet, Joe Rogan is not 5'3". He's 5'7". Thank you very much. And the stunt reportedly cost $17,000. Oh, my God. $17,000. Yeah. Money well spent. Yeah. Sarcasm. Congratulations, Molly, for locking down a rich guy. (laughs) So, I mean, Joe Rogan used to host Fear Factor, as many of us know. Um, And I'm glad that they clarified. I'm glad that the internet could clarify Joe Rogan's height, because had they not, I would have assumed that the ultimate test of fear for Joe Rogan would be challenging him to reach an item on the top shelf at the grocery store. Which it might still be, honestly. And the good thing for Joe Rogan is I doubt he saw it unless he happened to be looking out the window while standing on a tall stool or sitting on a booster seat in his car. So that's a good thing. He didn't get his feelings hurt, probably. So those who follow Salma Hayek on Instagram know that she's the kind of rich lady who has a pet owl. The owl's name is Caring. And while on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Salma says that one time a very important celebrity was really excited about hanging out with her owl and, uh, the, and wanted the owl to sit on his head because the owl sits on Salma. So the owl sat on the celebrity's head and then proceeded to hack up a rat hairball all over the celebrity's head. So after Ellen asked, who? Who? Wait, who? 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 <laughs> over again, Salma confessed it was Harry Styles and said Harry was cool with it and wasn't mad at all. And that explains Harry's hairstyle. The key mm-hmm. to his beauty is um, rat hair hacked up rat hair rat barf so harry once dated kendall jenner and the rat hair barf ball can't be any grosser than the mixture of spit and filler that came out of chris jenner's mouth when she talked about how excited she was for her daughter to get so much attention the creators of the hbo max adult cartoon harley quinn did an interview with variety and said that in one coming episode they planned a scene where batman is eating catwoman's cat Basically, he's munching Catwoman's coochie. But DC was against it. Um, They told them they couldn't do it, which, and FYI, DJ Khaled did not buy DC comics that we know of. But they said said that heroes don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure only heroes eat coochie, but according to DC, they don't. Um, They said that it will be a hard, it will be hard to sell a Batman toy if he goes down on someone. But, I mean, wouldn't you buy a Batman toy if he went down on you? Yeah. <laughs> also, that, it's I like, mean, that's a selling point. Yeah, they're, like, thinking of the wrong toy. It's like, yeah, not toys sold at Toys R Us, but, like, yeah. uh, toys sold at sex shops? Sure, figure that out. <laughs> most people who know flow from the progressive commercials. Um, most people know who she is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's got... Red hair and a headband and a white shirt. Yeah. And she's played by Stephanie Courtney, who has played Flo since 2008. Stephanie reportedly makes $1 million a year just from doing progressive commercials. 
So that leads me to TikTok, where Chris Bautista, who run, owns and runs a food truck in Los Angeles, he answered a question on TikTok. And the question is, tell me about a celebrity who was rude to you. Chris said that he serves a lot of celebrities on set. And the one celebrity who was rude to him is hardly a celebrity. So he says that's his words. She was freaking rude. Full box up to the truck. She has three people with her. She has one person holding an umbrella for her, one person holding a drink, and she has an assistant that does all the talking for her. So the assistant walks up, she says, hi, what do you have available? And I say to Flo directly to her, I say, oh, we have X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Say to Flo, Flo ignores me. The assistant turns to me and says, Flo would take an order of X, Y, Z. I turn to Flo and I say, hey, here's an option. Do you want this or this or this? Flo ignores me. The assistant turns to Flo and says, hey, Flo, would you like X, Y, Z? And then she answers her. She refused to talk to me because I was service. Flo for progressive. You know what? If I were you, I'd switch to Geico. Jake from State Farm would never. Yeah, the the Geico lizard is is ashamed. But I mean, here's the thing, like you mentioned, Flo for Progressive makes a million dollars a year on those commercials, okay? She is commercial royalty. She is as famous as a commercial person can be. So she is a famous person. And secondly, this woman has been wearing a bumpet in her hair since 2008. If I had been wearing a bumpet for 13 years, I would be constantly in a rude mood as well because bumpets are very, they're not fun to wear. Yeah, but that $1 million you get a year might lessen that bumpet blow. So it, it might make you happier because yeah. you know you got a, you know you got millions in the bank. I'd say we'd ask Flo about it, but she'll just refer us to her assistant. Yeah, we'd have to talk to the assistant. But So I have a lot of questions about okay. this. Like, why didn't Flo just send her assistant to get the food? Like, why, you know, and also he said, so when he talked to Flo, the assistant talked to him, and then he ignored the assistant and talked to Flo. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, why? So those are my questions, right? But yeah. I have a feeling that when Chris was telling this story on TikTok, the Geico Gecko was holding up cue cards for him and telling him what to say because the Geico Gecko won't stop until Flo is destroyed. The Geico Gecko is the Chrissy Teigen to Flo's Michael Costello. It's a wrap on this show, but before we go, um, if you haven't rated or reviewed us, please do. And if you've got a question or a note or, you know, you're a Girl Scout troop and you need Allison's help at pushing cookies, <laughs> email us at dtp at delisted.com. So till next week. Have a delicious week, Michael. Bye. Bye. Bye.